Welcome to the McGavin Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I mean. And, as per usual, we will be talking about uh, the latest movie news. We'll be reviewing some movies. I'll be reviewing uh, the um, possible Oscar frontrunner. Uh, although it didn't do too well at the latest Golden Globes, uh, Up in the Air, starring George Clooney. The latest film from uh, Jason Reitman, director of Juno. Thank you for smoking. And also, the son of Ivan Reitman. All right. I finally got around to reviewing Guy Ritchie's Air. Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, so we'll get to those later on today. And then after that, we'll be covering the um, the top ten box office in Malaysia and the U.S. The U.S. Yeah. We're kicking off on our normal. We'll kick off with some news. Yeah, so let's kick off with some news. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> do that. Yeah, do that one. <laughs> um, for those of you who are unaware, there has been uh, apparently the producers of Conan do a whole lot of drugs. There's been a Conan reboot in development for some time. Uh, we started last summer, wasn't it? Didn't we uh, say last summer was it like a shooting date last year for it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is uh, it's been it was in development hell for quite some time, but it was announced last year that it was uh, finally going ahead and it was going to be directed by Marcus Nispel, the director of uh, Goody Goody, uh, the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which is yeah. probably his best film mm-hmm. out of all the crap that he's done. Um, and he also directed Pathfinder, which is crap. He directed Friday the Thirteenth, which wasn't crap, but wasn't that good either. No. And uh, <laughs> and. There's been a lot of speculation lately about who's going to be playing Conan, but Conan has finally been cast. And it's not the guy who played Randy's body, body double in Terminator 2. No, no. Uh, that was a little bit of speculation there for a bit. There was also some speculation that, uh, what's his name, Jared Pilecki, whatever his name is, the guy from Supernatural. Yeah, what the fuck? Uh, yeah. He's tiny. I know, I know. There, there was, uh, and another guy in the running who has now been uh, confirmed is, wait for, wait for it, his name is, the new Conan is Jason Momoa. Momoa. You might, those any of you Jason Momoa. Yeah. Ponder that for a second. The new Conan. His name is Jason Momoa. Malon Moa. <laughs> You're really he, reaching now. You know he's, a, he's a he's a, he's Hawaiian. Some of that are married. You come over and kick your fucking ass. Some buddy. of you may know him from classics such as uh, Baywatch or Stargate Atlantis. He was in like the later episodes of Baywatch, like. Dude, I don't know. When I didn't was, watch that fucking show. It was like after it peaked. <laughs> after it peaked. <laughs> yeah. After the after the pilot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was when Pam left. When Pam left. <laughs> was Carmen Electra still there? What? What was it? Was, was this before or after Erica Eleniak left? Well after. Well after. Oh, well, yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, way after. This, it is, this is the, this is the Jason Momoa. Yeah, he did Stargate Atlantis. He played Ronan. Um, I did not watch a single episode of Stargate. Like, he was the kind of tough guy. I cannot watch. Well, I cannot, stuff. I just cannot watch any form of Stargate that does not involve the uh, Kurt Russell, James Spader, and the dude from The Crying Game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? I've always known him as, as the dude from The, the, crying, the, dude game. From the crying Game. Uh, but I know it's do, 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 mm-hmm. do. the guy who inspired the shower scene in Ace Ventura. Exactly. <laughs> um, 
But yeah, I don't know how. I, I don't did know you hear the other piece of news? Yes, yes I did. The two review reports that an offer has been put out to Mickey Rourke to, to, Mickey play, Rourke his to play his dad. This now, is fucked up. <laughs> you know what? They must have said, you know what? Fuck it. We're going to run out of money in a week or two. Just sign up somebody. <laughs> anybody. Sign up somebody. Just fuck with him. Just fuck with the fanboys. We'll go out a bit. We'll go bankrupt. We'll sell them off and someone else do it. Yeah, they're saying that, um, uh, that uh, an offer has been put out to him to play Conan's father, whose name is Corin. Uh, personally, I think this is. Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy bullshit. Uh, but this is something that really sort of disturbs me. Is that in a apparently the director, Mr. Marcus Nispel, the uh, director of the classic Pathfinder, uh, he uh, he was uh, quoted as saying that the reason he cast Jason Momoa was because he saw the um, the, uh, the the test footage of Momoa waving around a sword yeah. and in his words behaving very Schwarzenegger-like. <laughs> if you're not Arnold Schwarzenegger, that is not a compliment. No. <laughs> Uh, you're knocking over furniture and you shit. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. It's not a tumor. Oh, jingle all the way. No. No. No, no more family entertainment. Please. But yeah, if you Google Jason Momoa, could we say his name any more times? Momoa. He's not a Conan looking dude. He's not. I mean, he's going to have to. I mean, they must be making this in 2013 because he's going to put on a lot of muscle. His name sounds like the theme song to the Chia Pet. You know, the Chia Pet commercial? Chia 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 Chia. No. You know? Momoa. Yeah, all right. I'm reaching. You're right. Yeah, you're, you're reaching. You're right. Like, but you know, I'm just pissed. I'm pissed about this. Yeah. I happen to like Conan. The, you know, the original. Yeah, yeah. I have. Crumb. You know? Then to hell with you. <laughs> you know, I mean, I like them. I even like Conan the Destroyer for Christ's sake. And that movie is a piece of shit. That movie is god awful. Which is the giant snake? The giant snake is Conan the Barbarian. Ah, yeah. You know, that's the good one. The one with James Earl Jones. Yeah. You know, Conan the Destroyer is the one with Grace Jones. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite the same thing. Yes. You know, it's you know Olivia. You know, Olivia. Was it? Is, is it Olivia Diablo or Mariam Diablo? I think it's Olivia Diablo, the yeah. blonde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she's like, a, she's like giant horn thing. She's, yeah, she's like a virgin. Yeah, and, and like she wants like Conan to do her. Yeah, but he doesn't. He just like gives her a peck at the end. Then he goes off and becomes a, a king of Samaria or some shit. Sits on the throne. <laughs> and fucking sits on the throne. He's like he's doing like the sort of the thinking David. Yeah, is that it? Is that the name of the thing? He's the, trying to. He's, he's got his he's fist on to, his chin. He's, he's trying to avoid fourteen by seven. Looking at and you got Mako like talking in the background. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that that's that kind of sucks. Yeah, I'm not really looking forward to this movie anymore. No. Well, the other big mo- movie news that came out in the last week or so was that um, Spider-Man now has a new director. Yes. And this is going to suck. Yeah, it's going to be awful. <laughs> it's a poison chalice. It it's, totally it's, is. It's, we were talking about this the other week. It's like it just stinks of a of a, of a bunch of guys sitting in, on, on a boardroom in Sony, like going like, uh, oh, by the way, the guy's name is Mark Webb. He's the director yeah. of 500 Days of Summer, which is which, a good movie. Which is a good movie. Which is a good movie. None of it suggests. That he is the next guy to do Spider-Man. No. Um, the only reason I can think of is that they might have chosen this guy is because there are all these uh, fucking guys sitting on a board table, like going like, uh, "This guy gets the kids. This guy understands the whole teenage thing." Because now they're 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 going back. Yeah. To basics. It's going to be and based be a lot around uh, the ultimate, the ultimate Spider-Man, Spider-Man uh, comic book title by Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Bagley, which is an awesome book. Yeah. However, I think I don't want to see another fucking origin story. Yeah. I can't be asked. I'm watching a kid do it again. It's like fucking you know, hell. and it's like it's just and, and with this with this choice of director. I mean, I guess you should sort of like uh, not you know not judge until you see some footage. Yeah. You know, for all you know, the guy might surprise you. I mean, when you think about it, who would have thought John Favreau would have made a good director for Iron Man or you know it? Yeah, I guess. Well, I mean, but even then, you know, you kind of have a little bit more faith in his you know because Zathura was actually I mean, a pretty pretty cool fucking him over because apparently the production estimates are starting at eighty million. Yeah, 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 yeah. Raimi had for two, in two thousand two for the first one he had one hundred and forty. Yep, yep. 
And the third film cost 260. There were rumors that apparently after Raimi saw Avatar, he was like, we got to go better than that. And that's why they said, no, because we need to have it in 2012. It's got to be out in 2012. That's what Sony have said. So it just smells of a rush job. And but rush job also, equals Spider-Man 3. But that's also something very foolish of, of uh, Sam Raimi to say. And that's all, uh, like, you know, just because Avatar's big is that Spider-Man has to go in, in, in a... Well, no, I think because, I mean, the, the, the special effects elements of Spider-Man when it first came out, they were awesome. Yeah, I know they were They awesome. nailed it. I know and they were awesome. It's, it's this whole thing of this escalating arms war with special effects. You've got to be better than the last big thing. And this is part of the problem. I mean, I've said this with Avatar. I said this about Avatar is that you know because of this movie, which is a movie that I like, I know that I love very much. However, mm-hmm. but because of this fucking movie, we're going to have to deal with all of these. Everything now is like people are going to like it's three. Gonna be, it's going to be like Avatar. It's better than Avatar. You know, it's like three D. We're going to do you know, like same three D. I mean, fuck the new Jackass movie is going to be in three D for God's sake. Really? You know I mean? yeah, yeah. I don't want to see Steve O's balls. No, we covered we covered this a couple of podcasts ago. It's mm-hmm. like it was in the same heading as when uh, it was announced that the sequel to Zombieland was going to be in three D as well. Yeah. But that's what I mean. It's like the same thing. Like when Tarantino came out with the Reservoir Dogs, it was like you had all of these movies were trying to be Tarantino movies and they all sucked. Yeah. And now it's going to be the same thing with this: is that you can have all of these movies that are just going to be empty effects and like empty action. And no, and no plot. Yeah, also worrying that uh, Clash of the Titans now, it's, that's supposed to be released 26th of March, and they're deciding this week whether they're going to convert that to 3D. wasn't shot in 3D, but apparently it's a conversion process, and this just sounds like, oh, God, this is exactly, this is bandwagon jumping just to get it on, and it that's might a, not. That's a bad decision, because yeah. it's the same guy, that, you know, it's, it's Sam Worthington again. If, he, if I see him so soon in another fucking 3D, 3D movie, I'm going to crack up. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to officially believe that he is in league with Satan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know it's just I mean even just it, it that wasn't going to be in 3D cunning, don't do it you would imagine that if Satan was going to come back as, you know, if he'd he was, do it in 3D he would do it in 3D and he would use an Aussie <laughs> <laughs> he would use an Australian cry havoc and least the Aussies of war maybe Marvel has sold their soul to Satan that's why Thor is Australian you know yeah yeah you know Thor is Australian and I guess just him <laughs> it's not just because they're cheap or were <laughs> War cheap, war cheap, war cheap. Well, Marvel's, Marvel's very good that way. Because something, I, something I didn't know about it was that uh, this is the same two D, three D conversion that they're going to use for Tim Burton's Alice in Wonderland and Josh Whedon's Captain of the Woods. Because a lot of the stuff for Tim Burton's movie for uh, Alice in Wonderland, it's all being like it's IMAX and in three D. Mm-hmm. Whereas I thought they might have shot it in that, as opposed to they're just going to upscale it or something. Yep, worrying. I don't know. I I, I, st- I would still like to see um, a slightly more fully formed trailer. For... For Clash of the Titans? Yeah. Uh, right now, I mean, even though I've liked what I've seen... It's metal. Oh, it's <laughs> is there a second trailer? Because I saw... No, there is, there is. There is a second trailer out. That does have a little bit more plot in it. It's not and it's not, It's not. not Titans Will Clash, it was Gods Will Fall yeah, or God, something. Yeah, Gods Will Fall. Because it, it's slightly different. It's slightly I, different, I saw yeah. that it was running in the background in a shop I was in over the weekend. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck, this shop is scooping Hollywood? <laughs> no, there was a second trailer out, but, you know, it has... You know, fucking Gemma Athorn, dude. Her voice just annoys the shit out of me. Like, you know, it's, it's like she's keep waiting, waiting for her to order a pack of silk cuts or something. You know, <laughs> you've mentioned like, this before. Oh, oh, cotton chips, please. Cotton chips. <laughs> Bad sausage. Bad. I've got yours. Oh, look, I've got your saveloy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing like. Um, uh, Another Clash of the Titans trailer that just has maybe just a little bit, a little bit more, not little, necessarily a little less bombast, not necessarily plot, but a little bit more character stuff. Yeah, you know, it's like I don't want, I don't want them to give away the plot because I already know the fucking story. Yeah, the, the other characters apart from Sam Worthington, because he looks like Sam Worthington with a sword. That's his character. You are Sam Worthington. Here's a sword. You're wearing a leather dress. What's my motivation? You're wearing a leather dress. 
Yeah, and you're pissed at the gods. Why? Because they're making you wear a leather dress. How do I play this scene? Well, you run really fast. And you hit the guy over there. You hit the guy over the head. Then you run really fast again. Jump off that cliff and then wave your arms around like, <laughs> like you're doing the breaststroke. Put your hands in the air like you just don't care. <laughs> I mean, that was the thing that I noticed in watching the second trailer. It was like, fuck, Sam Worthington does a lot of jumping in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's and a lot of avatar. There's uh, a lot of like. There's a lot of like. You know, he gets he gets to be the chick this time. Yeah, yeah. He gets to be Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Awesome. So he's just falling around the place all the fucking time. <laughs> but you know, it's like he has that stuntman type of acting. When he's jumping, he moves, he flails his yeah, arms. Yeah, it's like no one ever does that. It's, the, it's, the, it's like his total stuntman acting. The arms. It's that scene. It's in the trailer for GI Joe where Storm Shadow jumps out the building and yeah, kicks his legs for no reason. It's like. What's is he flapping his legs? It's is he stunt. hoping they'll give him lift? It's stuntman acting. It's yeah. B-roll. It's B-roll. <laughs> we gotta stop. Okay, we gotta stop. Because <laughs> they got that B-roll. We ain't got that B-roll. Have you heard there's a new Jesus Christ movie being made? I didn't want to go into this. No, 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 no. You got, you gotta, you gotta give time to the Christ. And this is in no connection with Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. No. But in, uh, it's being uh, set for release in Easter 2011. Mm-hmm. It's going to be called The Resurrection of the Christ. Or Passion of the Christ 2. <laughs> he's back and he's pissed. It's been three days. <laughs> There's no casting announced yet. But um, apparently the movie is uh, supposed to be, and this is a quote, um, as much about the key players as it is about Jesus, which includes... Jesus is the key player. It's the like, resurrection of Jesus. Like uh, it's also going to be about Judas and the disciples and all those fuckers. And Rob Schneider is Judas. <laughs> Mickey Rourke is <laughs> Mickey Rourke is Joseph. <laughs> Liam Neeson is God. Zeus God. I mean, <laughs> Jesus versus the crack. Oh man! And you know what? Because she was so perfect, bring back Monica Bellucci as fucking <laughs> Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Mary Magdalene and also this is another quote is that they plan to bring in the gladiator dimension of the first century <laughs> against the political milieu of the time my name is Jesus leader of the Jews it's going to be directed son of a slaughtered mother <laughs> father to kids depending on who you listen swear to me <laughs> you got to have Christian Bale in this yeah. he's got to be the fucking he's got to be the Baptist yeah <laughs> John the Baptist John it's gonna be- the Baptist I can be trusted. <laughs> Jesus. Do you trust John? <laughs> can he be trusted? It's going to be directed by Jonas McCord, um, who directed Ooh. the 2001 religious drama, surprise, surprise, The Body, starring Antonio Banderas. I don't see, I didn't see this. No, it's still sounds familiar though. I am Antonio Banderas, and I am actor. I like Antonio Mandaris. And also, and the script is by Dan Gordon, who is the co-writer of Wyatt Earp, and also The Hurricane. Mm. And uh, filming is expected to start. Jesus goes to jail. (laughs) 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 Filming filming starts 2010 uh, in Israel, Morocco, and Europe, and is budgeted at around 20 million. Oh right. Personally, I mean, I think that's quite cheap. Yeah, yeah. The last movie about Christ made fucking bank. Yeah, yeah, You'd yeah. think that they put a little bit more money in it. I mean, you don't want to. Well, sell- I think that's that was the last Mel Gibson movie about Christ. I don't think. That, I think there's probably been more since then. You, you not but really. They probably, no, 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 no. That's been, they've been under the radar. Did probably. they? Did they make a, a Left Behind movie? I think they did, didn't they? But it was like. They made, they made like the nativity story with that with that chick from Whale Rider and she got knocked up for real and there was some controversy really? and she was underage and shit and then she was like she was gonna keep it because she's Kiwi and that's what they do in the movie 
No, 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 in real life. Oh. Like, the actress playing her, like, she was, like, really young, and she was, like, playing Mary, like, gives birth to Christ and all that. Oh. And she actually got pregnant. She was underage, and there was some fucking okay, like, controversy, and then because she wanted to keep the baby, and I don't know what happened. I'd lost interest, yeah. you know, after a while. <laughs> it's not my problem. Yeah. You know, I mean, shit. She doesn't return my calls. It's her fault. <laughs> She's but, a whale rider. But, yeah, I, I think they're selling the Christ short. 20 million? I mean, I'd put a little bit for that. You won't even get that in 3D. No, probably not. <laughs> uh, something that is probably worth mentioning is that as of uh, today, Avatar is officially the highest grossing movie worldwide. It has beaten Titanic. It has, is it? It has beaten Titanic. Jeez, I didn't see it hasn't beaten Titanic domestically in the US, uh-huh. although it's expected to very soon. Uh, because I mean, uh, Titanic was like 600 mil. Over there, it's like... Like just a little bit over 550. Fuck. But there, but the thing is, is that it's, it's not even out on DVD yet. There's no new release. There's no big releases coming in to compete with it. So they're expecting it to just take over the market for at least another month. And yeah, then yeah. after that, it'll probably just like, you know, like I don't know, just go away slowly the way Titanic did. But but globally, it has it has beaten Titan. It has beaten Titanic. Well, that's well. Humanity can feel okay about itself now. I mean, fucking Celine Dion's <laughs> off the top spot. None. And thank God nothing happened with that Leona Lewis single. Oh. Can you imagine how annoying that would be if it if it was had been as popular as fucking I don't want to talk about that. Thanks for giving me a nice paper cut and pouring orange juice on it. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, speaking of uh, pouring orange juice on a paper cut, remember I talked about Gary Coleman's penis a few a few. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Remember I talked I brought up that thing about Gary Gary Coleman his penis in that movie called Midgets versus Mascots. Oh yeah, it wasn't supposed to be in it. It wasn't supposed to be in yeah, it, yeah. and he had that you know like in. He was trying to fight to get his uh, exposed penis out of the movie, and mm-hmm. the producers were having none of it. <laughs> and, and then and he's then, like, he's, he already said, if your penis accidentally comes out in this movie, it's allowed. Left, and he'd already signed that contract. He's like, that ah, never happens. And then Gary Coleman, like, you know, like, uh, put, put not up. Gary Cole, Gary Coleman. Yes, yes. <laughs> the you know, Gary Cole's awesome. Yeah. Gary Coleman is that fucking guy from Different Strokes. <laughs> he was also in that TV movie about a little black kid who liked an older white woman, but she wasn't having any of it because he was so damn young. What are you talking about, really? Yeah, there was a TV movie. I remember watching it because it was on roughly around the same time as Different Strokes. And, oh, really? You know, Gary Coleman was kind of cool back then. He was in Postal as well, Because I, was, I was short too, you know. And <laughs> not now. And you were no, black? No, no. I was an eggshell kind of tan. No, right. <laughs> <laughs> Go to hell. Yeah, well, well you know, I, I've known that for a long time. Uh-huh. Oh, in Diddies. What about his movie? Um, so... And he was like, he basically went on like saying that uh, he wanted, he expected his fans to protest his penis being in the movie because that he didn't want his penis in the movie mm-hmm. and he thought that he they would be more considerate to his feelings. Let me guess, that backfired massively. Uh, well, you know, I just find it really funny that like this guy, you know, he's all about his penis, not wanting to be in the movie, and he's all like sort of, you know. And another thing is that he said it was a body double, it wasn't him, and that the body double made him look not good. Ah, uh-huh. those were his words. Made me look not good. <laughs> and now he's been arrested for domestic assault. <laughs> <laughs> Authorities in uh, Utah. <laughs> oh God, it's better and better. Arrested Gary Coleman yesterday on one count of domestic assault, which is a misdemeanor. He was picked up by a warrant stemming from a prior incident. The police would not release the identity of the victim, uh, although right here there's a picture of this redheaded, ugly white <laughs> chick with him. <laughs> uh, but that is stated that Goldman is Goldman is currently being held on one thousand seven hundred twenty-five dollar bail. As of yesterday, the bail is yet to be posted. Stay tuned. Fuck. <laughs> Hang on. He was arrested on something else, but... Yeah. He's... Cu- again, he, he is still trying to sue the, the filmmakers of uh, Midgets versus back- Mascots. Because he, he still wants his penis removed. Otherwise, he's going to domestically abuse them. <laughs> Jesus. I just thought that was fucking hilarious. For those of you who follow the movie business, you'll know that at the moment, Sundance is on. 
Mm. And uh, there's been some good news coming, some interesting news coming out of there. Some things that I didn't know about, and this is, uh, this is actually written in by a friend of ours, a friend of mine, mm-hmm. mate of mine, mm-hmm. called what, Dave. What's your mate's name? My mate Dave. Your mate Dave? Yeah. Is that D... Is that D-A-V-E? That's Dave, my mate Dave. Dave Wren? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he let me know about, you know, Chris Morris, uh, who does Brass Eye, The Day to Day, plays Dan and Renham in mm-hmm. the IT crap. Mm-hmm. He's actually made a movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is, I'd never heard of this up until this, like, today, and it's coming out. Mm-hmm. He's made a movie called uh, Four Lines, mm-hmm. um, and it's about some English jihadis. It's a comedy. All right. So apparently, and I've read a lot of articles on this today on the Guardian and places. He actually went off and did a lot of uh, research. They went to places they could use as like training camps and stuff like that. So I so just said in England and stuff like that. So I just kitchen thing drama. Mm-hmm. He's still got a decent budget behind him. Oh, really? And it's the fact of it is that like you know when you join a terrorist cell, it's just like any large group of men. There's some idiots, there's some leaders, and there's always more idiots. And like they're jihadis, so the percentage of idiots is higher than usual. I have heard about this movie actually. It's a comedy. Yeah, it, it has been um, getting a fair, bit, a little bit of coverage in uh, Total Film and Empire lately. Yeah, yeah, and um, it's not to be uh, controversy; it just seems to be funny, funny. And it's uh, the, one of the reviews I said to, after the, after Sunday said it's close to being a masterpiece. There's some parts that don't quite gel, mm-hmm. but the, even for me, it's like you know, there's there's uh, three London, three um, Muslims. I'm not sure of their national ex, uh, extract, but there's. A converted Cockney white dude turned Muslim extremist called Barry. <laughs> <laughs> and there is a clip online where they are asking the guy, the guy has bought like 100, 200 bottles of uh, liquid peroxide mm-hmm. to make the bombs. And there is a scene of him asking, he's like, well, where'd you get this? He's got the corner shop. He's like, you bought 500 bottles of peroxide at the corner shop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, well, they'll know you're fucking terrorists. He's like, no, no, I use different voices. Really? What kind of voices? Well, they use an IRA voice, so it's a terrorist then. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes on in that kind of way. It's, it's obviously, it's very, uh, that alone sounds very Chris Morris to me. Yeah, that yeah. long, protracted, drawn out, fucking almost yeah, yeah. office level kind yeah, yeah, of yeah, yeah, humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is supposed to be quite funny. And I, I, this was totally on the radar for me. I'm, I want to actually see this now. No, I really want to see this. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Dave. Oh, that was a nice, nice little uh, nugget. Yeah, hopefully Dave will tell us about more um, jihadi movies in the future. Stay tuned for more Davisms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doom was just weird I didn't realize was you know Banksy the artist. Mm-hmm, yes. He's famous for having From. t-shirts ripped off by him, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, putting sign posts all over. He does a weird graffiti all over London. In some places, they've actually voted to keep the graffiti and not clean it off. And he's made a movie called Exit Through the Gift Shop. And it's, just, it's, it's billed as the story of how one man set out to film the unfilmable filmable and failed. Mm-hmm. So he's doing his usual kind of just not explaining what the fuck anything is about. It seems the only trailer they've released apparently is a load of graffiti artists fucking up, like mm-hmm. doing graffiti badly and knocking over paint and running away from the cops. Mm-hmm. So no one has any idea what this movie is about. Banksy himself defends his anonymity to the death. No one knows who he is. Mm-hmm. Like, and his publicist is talking for him on this. So... That should be premiering, I think, over the next few days, so we'll get to hear some news about how that is coming out and what the fuck mm-hmm. it's about. That should be interesting. Yeah, so this is the guy who like painted an elephant. I've seen some of his, like, uh, I've seen online coverage mm-hmm. of his, uh, his, what you call it, uh, his uh, art installations, mm-hmm. and he had, like, animatronic chicken nuggets that were walking around going, like, just weird shit in cages, like chicken, like real I, chickens. I know of him, but I'm not too familiar with, um, like, uh, his, his work, like, uh, what they look like. One of the famous pieces they decided to keep was actually, it's a, it's a window in an abandoned house, and, like, painted on the window is a man and a naked woman, and hanging outside the window as if, you know, just trying to get away is another naked man, like, 
Like he's just he's escaping from the husband who's just come home, All and right. the, the residents actually voted to keep it. They didn't. <laughs> and they asked the police not to get rid of it. That's awesome. Yeah, he's also done some stuff with like you know I think there's some yard somewhere and it has a security camera and it has like there's something about like you know no filming here or something like that. Mm-hmm. He, just, he just puts up kind of like like oxymoron visual oxymoron. Right, mm. a visual oxymoron. Yeah, very much so. <clears throat> mm. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Come back to what I was uh, talking about earlier about how, like, you know, like what, Gary with with, uh, with, Ava- with no with Avatar, <laughs> Gary Coleman's penis. Yeah. Yeah, we've moved on from Gary Coleman's penis. Okay. Most, most people have moved on from Gary Coleman's penis, particularly the people he used to sleep with. Mm. Uh, but now, getting back to like what I was saying about Avatar is that now with Avatar, with the whole three D technology and everything, um, how you know there's going to be so many of these like new things coming out. Uh, but not just that, we may be expecting some old movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, George Lucas now is saying, like, after watching Avatar, did you hear about this? Yeah. That after watching Avatar, he's like saying, I think the time is right now uh, to do some. To uh, rape an entire newly gen- new generation of To re release the Star Wars saga again, but this time in 3D. Yeah. Which is another way of saying, um, like, I'm a, I'm a little. Plus, I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm a little light in my wallet. Uh, <laughs> let's put out in 3D, you know, because Daddy needs a new pair of shoes. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like a spoiled little rich boy, and I'm pissed off because, you know, like, uh, James Cameron's hogging all the, hogging all the attention with, with technology. I'm George Lucas. I should be the one fucking coming up with a new technology. I think one of his quotes was. I was the one who waited till technology had caught up to me. I he invented to, the technology to make this fucking movie who is this fucking kid <laughs> it actually said that like I make those type of movies or something like that is one of the something, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. no George you don't not anymore not anymore baby not anymore baby not anymore baby what are you trying to do you release your old shit in 3D this will be like the third time that the, that the original I'm just afraid of what they're going to do this time it's like you know he's going to try and fix Phantom Menace it's going to be like four hours long <laughs> You know, he's going to try and fix it, fill in all the holes, but he's not going to get rid he's of gonna, the, no, he's, he's not going to get rid of the old shit. He's going to digitally, he's going to digitally replace the little kid with Mickey Rourke. <laughs> or like, you know, like can you just like CG Mickey Sand is, you know, it gets away. Yeah, CG Mickey Rourke in there like, you know, so he can beat the shit out of Jar Jar. <laughs> There's be a whole lot of scenes with like Jar Jar missing. There's people talking to Ted's face. You should So, bring, uh, what do you think, Jar Jar? Like bring Jake Let's Lloyd see. back now. Yeah. Have Jake Lloyd, the, the fucked up kid that he is now, like in, in that movie. Is he fucked up now? Yeah, he, he was like, you know, apparently, like playing Anakin was the worst thing he ever did. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like he's like, he got so much shit for it. So much shit. You look at him now, and he, you know, he looks like, oh, he looks all beaten down by life. <laughs> <laughs> you know? He's Serves all, him fucking right. He looks, he looks full of my goodness. <laughs> he's all fat, he's eating burritos and oh, shit. <laughs> he's all Taco Bell in it. But yeah, it's just yeah, it's no. just like I don't. This is such a bad idea. I mean, really like, bad idea. if you're gonna, I mean, if you are gonna do something like this, then do it way later. Don't do it now. You just come across looking like a prick doing it now. Yeah, totally. You know, it's like come see, I'll come see, I'll come You know, it's like I'm gonna release Star Wars again. Fuck you. Yeah. You know, it really comes across like that. It's like, dude, wait. What was the thing that was like himself and Spielberg had a thing going when they had the like the biggest movie of all time and they didn't invite Cameron to play at their party? You know, they using each other little gifts like yeah. they was like this special is, cards. This is how I know it's bullshit because he was quoted as saying, "Is like you know we've been looking for years and years of trying to take Star Wars and put it into 3D, but the technology hasn't been there. We've been struggling with it, and I think the new impetus is to make that happen." This is bullshit. One thing about George Lucas, he hasn't got a 3D technology that puts in more gophers. That's it. But the thing is, is that if this was his plan all along, he would have said something. There was no. There, there had been. There had been some rumors about uh, the three D stuff before. There had been. There had. You just. You know, but you know what? You know what George Lucas is like. He he talks about these things way early. He yeah. was talking about the prequels ages before they happened. No, he's also a bullshit artist. He talked about like episodes eight, nine, and ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's seven, eight, and nine. Something seven, eight, nine. I don't know. Who cares anymore? Mm. Ended at six. 
Yeah. <laughs> started with three, then started with three. Started with three, ended with six. That's no four. So, started with four, ended with three. <laughs> yeah. Backwards ass motherfuckers. Sure, even the first Star Wars didn't have the episode four to realize I'm not a license to print money. <laughs> it was over. There was no ep- fucking four. Jesus. <laughs> Fuck it. Fuck it. Okay. What Skywalker else you got? Ranch, man. Skywalker Ranch, <laughs> man. Um, <coughs> the Red Band trailer for Hot Tub Time Machine came out. Did you see that? No, I didn't see it. This looks fucking funny. They actually exp- they actually explain why the guys don't run into their past selves when they're at the ski lodge. Uh-huh. And it actually shows like them looking in the mirror. It's a big ass lodge, just saying a big ass mirror. And it looks like they're just taking um, uh, what's his name, Cusack, mm-hmm. John Cusack. They're just taking him from one of his earlier movies. But the black dude, uh, you know, the black dude's in it. He's in a load of comedies. He's a big, huge black guy. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, the guy from uh, Zach and Miri? Yeah. Craig Thompson. Craig Thompson, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. And, but it's like his, his, his younger alter ego is a skinny guy with, like, you know, with the, the kid and play from. Uh huh, uh huh. The kind of Kid and play, <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> He's got the, his head looks like an exclamation mark. I have not, I have not heard kid and play said out loud <laughs> in years. House party. House party, fuck that. Class act. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, papadums. No. But um, yeah, but it, it does look pretty good, and you know the, the young guy doesn't doesn't turn back. But it is an R-rated fucking comedy. You know this, the guy they movie. get there, and the guy's like, "Hi, I'd like to get a hooker to have sex with my friends." Okay, we're splitting terms here. I'll buy an escort. Yes, I like to I like a girl to come here and escort uh, my friend's penis into their vagina. So it seems like it's going hard or, <laughs> which is good. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Speaking of ha- hard, uh, hard, hard or <laughs> hardcore. Yeah, Andy Dick has been arrested for sexual abuse. This guy's fucked up. <laughs> well, this is something I saw a little bit of this. I was like, I didn't want to read Andy it. Andy Dick is the guy that uh, gave the blowjob lessons in fucking uh, old school, <laughs> and he was also in uh, one of those uh, old, school? old school. Remember old school, like um, uh, for. Will, Will Ferrell? Ferrell, Will Ferrell's wife. He, he Will, Will, yeah, yeah. Will Ferrell's wife. Uh, uh, her friends got her a blowjob lesson for her birthday, and he was the blowjob instructor. I don't remember him at all. She was using bananas. Yeah. <laughs> well, comedian Andy Dick has been arrested in West Virginia on Saturday on two felony counts of sexual abuse in the first degree. Was he filling up a stripper or something? Yeah, he's taken to jail and he's been released. He's uh, released on sixty thousand dollars bail. It was a male stripper though, wasn't it? I don't know. <laughs> Basically, well, the Huntington Police Department put out a statement, and it says. Based upon statements of two victims and independent witness accounts alleging that he had engaged in unwanted and uninvited groping of the two victims' genital areas, Andrew R. Dick, a.k.a. Andy Dick, of South Pasadena, California, was arrested and charged with two counts of sexual abuse in the first degree. Dick. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, said that um, he was talking to a man when he, quote, unexpectedly and without invitation grabbed the victim's crotch. Yes, I was a dude. Repeatedly groping, then kissing him. <laughs> and then he was in a, he and then uh, also in the complaint, a security guard at the bar said that Dick, uh, that Dick grabbed his crotch and began laughing. Dick on Dick action. Yep. When the guard tried to give him an armband. <laughs> what? The guard tried to give him an armband. I guess he was going into a club. Yeah, he was putting a swastika on. Yeah, but he's, he's also on probation for a 2008 sexual assault incident where he was arrested for exposing himself to and groping a teenage girl. Jesus. He avoided jail time but was sentenced to three years probation. But he, he faces like five to he faces like one to one to five years in prison this time if he's convicted. Jesus. You know what's going to happen to him in there? <laughs> He'd like it. Yeah. In in prison, he'll be the pie. <laughs> 
Another movie that came out this week at Sundance that uh, Quint from Mainico was raving about is uh, Ryan Reynolds in Buried. Buried, yes. Yeah. I've been looking forward to this movie. I haven't heard about this before. You, haven't you heard never about mentioned it on the podcast. I never mentioned it. Well, because, you know, I mean, like, I think we've talked about Ryan Reynolds enough. enough. <laughs> Could this be the one that finally seals the deal and is the Nero of, the gen- of his generation moniker? Well, I mean, I heard about this movie um, quite a while ago and I thought that it was, I thought it was, it sounded like an awesome idea. Yeah. And so, and ever since then, they've been releasing, like, little bits. At first, they released the poster art for it and the yeah. poster art was very cool. And then they released, like, the small little teaser and that, and that was cool. Uh, but now with this review, I'm really looking forward to seeing yeah. it. So this whole movie is Ryan Reynolds is uh, he's, he's uh, a contracting he, truck driver in Iraq who's taken hostage when his convoy is attacked by insur- insurgents or terrorists. But you know, he's just the movie starts apparently in pitch black and it goes on for ages. In pitch yeah, black. yeah. I mean, like uh, the whole him being kidnapped and being put underground, and everything. We don't see that. It's already happened when the movie starts. Yeah, and he's already been buried in some kind of box. Yeah, and he has and a phone. He's got a phone, and, and that's it. And that's it. Nothing he's, happens oh, outside and, of this. And he's got a torchlight, I think. I think he's got a, a Zippo, but the phone has a light on it. The phone has a light on it. Yeah. So it's like it's a one-stage play. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and it's just him. Like, and it's supposed to be very clever as well in the way that they actually maintain. organically maintain that. If he's not any one person in a room movie, it's usually that to yeah. talk to themselves over that yeah. or have a narration or monologue. But, but in this, but he's actually, it's all plot-wise. But apparently, I mean, like, uh, I mean, like to keep the plot going and also so you don't get so sick of Ryan Reynolds, I mean, he does have conversations with a few people yeah. on the phone and uh, apparently they got a pretty decent cast. Like, I mean... For people to play like like Samantha Mathis is one yeah, of the yeah. voices, and what someone someone some other actor's name was mentioned that I, oh, I, can't, I can't remember. remember. I but it was some there was some very respected character actor yeah. who was uh, the voice on the other end. But uh, hey, this is if you're a Ryan Reynolds fan, this Johnny. is this is his castaway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this movie. Yeah, yeah. I am because it, it's, it does sound very cool. But this is Sundance. I mean, this is none of these movies really have usually don't have any kind of. Uh, Full distribution yet. Oh no, it's been picked up already. It has been picked up already. Lionsgate picked it up. Excellent. Lionsgate has been picking up some interesting movies actually. Lately. Was the, uh, the kick, kick, kick ass, kick ass, kick ass yeah. Uh, although Lionsgate was also responsible for casting Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> what was that, Jason Momoa? You say? That's what I said. Oh, okay, Jason Momoa. Momoa. Speaking of shit, <laughs> there's another there's another fucking 3D thing to look forward to. Apparently, there's a Gremlins remake. So that bandwagon we were talking about, everyone's hopping on it right away. Everyone's on it. It's like uh, uh, apparently back in July, um, the director of uh, Gre- uh, Gremlins, Joe Dante, had confirmed that a new Gremlins movie was being made. I didn't know about this. No, neither did I. I if, if I did, then back in July, maybe it was, but we, you know, it was a long time ago. A long time ago. Lots been lots happened since then. I've drank a lot. Since Much then. ingestion. Yeah. Um, but uh, apparently now they're saying that not only, not only is it going not only is it going ahead, but it's going to be in three D. Brilliant. Um, the the I, project I still has. I can't a, wait. The, I, I just I'm, the excitement is just. Uh, I mean, the, the the project is still sort of like kind of in the various stages of development. But uh, Joe Dante um, is on board to direct it. Now that gives me some hope. Yeah. Is that because uh, I mean Joe Dante was the director of the original. And Joe Dante has made some awesome fucking. You made movies. the second one as well. I don't think he did. Hmm. I'm not too sure. I have to double check that. Yeah. Uh, but um, actually, I think he might have done. Because <laughs> I mean, even I mean, the second one was very different from the first. Yeah, but, but it was still fun. Still fun. It was still fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Joe Dante also directed um, another classic, Inner Space. Oh, nice. And uh, Inner Space, as far as I'm concerned, is one of the best science fiction comedies. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, Joe Dante. Yeah, yeah Joe Dante. <laughs> Gremlins Two: The New Batch. That was great. <laughs> Stupid, but great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whenever I see the brain from that, I just think of uh, Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Kelsey Grammer. The, the, that's, the, that's the Gremlin who talks and shoots other Gremlins in the face. Not uh, the back of the head, the face. But it'll be, uh, but it'll be interesting to see um, how 
I mean, how they how he updates it if he does indeed direct it, yeah. and whether or not they'll stick to the original plot, and whether or not we'll we'll see. Oh no, you can't. No, I think hopefully you can't go on the Gremlins. You can't do a redo. You have to do like a new a continuing story. Joe, no, I want to see Billy and what's his name, Phoebe Cates again. Joe, no, fuck you, dude. <laughs> dude. You want to see Phoebe Cates? Joe again. Dante, dude, if you're listening to me. You gotta have a Phoebe Cates and Zach Galligan fucking cameo in there. They could be in it. Yeah, yeah. No, not the leads. Yeah. You know, but you gotta have a cameo in there. You gotta have a Corey Feldman cameo as well. Yeah. Corey Feldman was the little kid in that movie. Corey Haim? No, Corey Feldman. Feldman. Corey Feldman. Corey, uh, Corey Haim was uh, Silver Bullet. He was the. You know, his, his, uh, his thing was uh, Silver Bullet and Secret Admirer. Yeah, you're right. No, but Corey Feldman, you gotta have a Corey Feldman uh, cameo. You gotta have uh, Zach Galligan. Yeah. yeah, I mean cameos, I guess. But and how's this for weird? The last um, movie that Zach Galligan was in that I saw was uh, as you know was also with uh, Corey Feldman. It was called Round Trip to Heaven, which really? has yeah, it was shit. <laughs> it has the distinction of being the first made Corey Feldman made after he officially got clean. Wow. Yeah. So shit. Yeah, it was shit. It was absolutely terrible. Uh, Do you see the news about there was a bit of good bit of news about Mad Max this week? Um. You know, I'm not so sure there is such a thing as good news about a new Mad Max movie. Well, okay, it was, I'd say it was good news. Would, it, would, news. The, would this be the good news that uh, Mel Gibson is officially not in it? Yeah, well, that's, that's not good news. It's just news, okay? Jesus, what do we do? We don't, we, don't, we don't attach qualitative decisions to these things. Quads of decisions? Anywho, um, I was just like, there was between different articles on this, um, there was confirmed that uh, actor and model... Teresa Palmer was going to play the female lead in the film and apparently most of this came from Jay Baruchel just like gushing while doing promotion for How to Train Your Dragon and couldn't mm-hmm. keep his fucking mouth shut mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so that all this news came from him yeah, yeah, and yeah. a lot of news sites have done this and then in interviewing him about uh, How to Train Your Dragon there was some interviews with him as well about Jay and Seth that versus, versus the, the Apocalypse, apocalypse. Yep. which is himself and Seth Rogen which there was a trailer for I didn't realize it was, long ago, it was two years ago mm-hmm. that they did this trailer and they still haven't done anything like about shooting this movie mm-hmm. and uh, on that said stuff he said he uh, was interviewed saying I, I read something online when you mentioned that your co-star Teresa Palmer was going to be in Mad Max 4 is that true? Can you clear that rumor up? and he said I know that just got taken everywhere listen Teresa's one of my best friends and I was just real proud of her and gushing bragging that someone I know who's in a movie is cool as that because Rod Roy's one of the first movies my mother ever showed to me as a kid so I've said too much already. <laughs> I'll leave it to Teresa's representation to confirm or deny anything. I've seen that thing reprinted in a bunch of languages, so no, I've already said too much. <laughs> so he totally fucked up. He totally fucked up. That's brilliant. I just like that's awesome. Just like you know, my mate is in Road Warrior and it just gets out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So another rumor that I had this week was also some French website, Tout Le Cine was reporting that it will be in 3D and will blend CG animation with live action. Oh, God. Which sounds <laughs> fucking terrible. I don't know how... I mean, they're going for a Sin City action, maybe, but I don't know how that could work. No, I'm just tired of hearing 3D. <laughs> well, we said the Vandalorian would start, the news would start later in the same podcast. <laughs> God. I don't know. I just, I just don't know how I feel about a, a new Mad Max movie. I mean, I, I, I just don't think there's any need for it. I mean... I just don't understand what, why you why you would bother with it. I mean, it's not because it, 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 it is kind of like in a strange way a perfect trilogy, even though the third one is strangely shit. It's, oh, it's, shut up! It's, Wash your fucking mouth out. We're on Thunderdome right now. Two man enter. I love it. I love it. I love that movie. It's just not quite in the same continuum. It's just as the not first quite two. the same as yeah. you know. It's a definite. It's a way different tone than Mad Max and the Road Warrior. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a, money. It's a family movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, 
It totally is. I mean, I watched that when I was like, I think it was eight. My eighth birthday, my cousin got it. I was like, 18 is awesome. <laughs> I mean, but I do like Thunder, though. You know what? what? Yeah, I do like Thunder, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's right. We had a deal. And the law says, bust the deal, face, face the, the wheel. wheel. <laughs> <laughs> Methane. Bullshit. Oh, no, pig shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a bargain. It's not. <laughs> I just love, I mean, I think I mentioned to you, I'm watching a lot of Farscape these days, and I just love watching Australian actors in sci fi movies. Well, we don't have much choice these days. Yeah. <laughs> who was the, the guy who was in Pig Shit? The guy who was in the. It was a pig fucker? Pig fucker. What was the guy who was in the big pen? He had to, like, suffer all the pig shit. Oh, I can't remember. He's in a load of things after that. Or he's just all, maybe just I've seen him in, like, a country practice. Or sons and daughters, or some of the other shit I was like, forced to watch as a child. Let's go to the coffee shop. Yeah. <laughs> nah, man, we got a lot of this. <laughs> oh god, and news to me, I didn't realize this till I went home at Christmas. Neighbors is no longer on BBC in the UK. A generation is going to grow up without going home at lunchtime to catch neighbors. Yeah, I heard about that. That's fucked up. I think it's awesome. <laughs> Fuck those shows. I didn't find out what they put on instead, though. Probably some weird shit. Telly tubbies. What else you got? <laughs> oh, I know. Take your time, pick yourself a drink. <laughs> um, also, another news, but more Frank, uh, not Frank Miller, uh, George Miller, right? It's George Miller, yeah, George Miller. <laughs> well, I had to go all the way out to the beer fridge. Um, Ocean's Eleven co-stars Matt Damon and Brad Pitt apparently going to be in, in Happy, Happy Feet. Feet 2 yes yeah. Happy Feet 2 and then oh. okay yeah go on <laughs> oh Happy Feet oh god yeah that's no, awesome no no, no. Go, on, go on go on go on go on so uh, apparently they're doing work, work, uh, voice work but there's no um, they're not doing full penguin work but uh, there's no not saying what the roles are at the moment but Elijah Wood and Robin Williams are going to be back in it so that's going to be great Robin Williams again doing fucking zany shit <laughs> I didn't mind Robin Williams in, in Happy Feet he played like 20 characters four Four? <laughs> I think it was four. I don't no, know. But speaking of that, is that have you heard this about what Britney's husband has gone on record saying? Oh shit! Do we want to go there? No, no. I mean, it was just like uh, no. This is I'm not making this shit up. Mm-hmm. You know, because you were bringing up Happy Feet. Mm-hmm. But apparently, uh, he he uh, he said his name is like Simon Monjack, and he appeared on the Today Show, mm-hmm. saying that the real reason that his, uh, for his wife's death was due to depression after Warner Brothers decided to move forward with a Happy Feet sequel without her. It's like what a dumbass. She was thing. in Happy Feet. She would, yeah. She was the chick in Happy Feet. Really? Yeah, I mean, there was... She sang, oh, yeah, she sang. Yeah. Because that, that, that launched her singing career. But he went on to ask the other actors uh, to protest the film in Murphy's honor. And he said, and I quote, I would say to Brad Pitt and Matt Damon, who have been offered the movie, really think about Britney before you do it. Hollywood broke her heart. That is... It's such a dumbass thing to say. No comment. That's even just... if it's true, mm. even if it's true, and that they decided to go ahead without her, you do not... You that does not you know you do not die because you're not you know you're not given a movie. Yeah, right. I don't. It's such a bad taste thing to say. You know, it's like fucked up. You're on your own. Yeah, I'm not even talking about this. This is right. wrong. That's what I'm saying. It's wrong. No, it's wrong. That's why I'm bringing it up. No, because I say what you think. No. <laughs> don't no, certain things we're not. We shouldn't talk about just because we shouldn't talk about. Sarah Jessica Parker looks like a foot. <laughs> I'm finishing up my news. There's a bit of news with Thor that um, Agent Coulson's back. Yes, in yes. Thor. In, awesome. in Thor, which is hard. <laughs> it's like, 
again, it just shows how they're going to, how, where are they going with this that they can get, you know, Agent Coulson in. Clark Gregg will turn up at the. No, film. no, no. It makes perfect sense because he will represent uh, Shield, yeah, yeah. To, to recruit them for the Avengers. Oh yeah, it makes perfect sense, but. If they have it on Earth and stuff, you know, if originally it's like you've got all the Asgard shit going. No, and there is going to be all the Asgard shit, but but from what, but you can't you can't all be in Asgard. I would imagine there'd probably be some bits in Earth because the Donald Blake character is involved. So there's got to be some stuff. We said a few weeks ago, Donald Blake may or may not be involved. I mean, as it was, I thought they were going the full Lord of the Rings. Well, I mean, like, I don't think they're going full because, I mean, otherwise, how do you explain Natalie Portman's character? Natalie Portman's character has nothing to do with um, Asgard. True, I guess. You know, and so it does make sense in this, uh, like, uh, even if they did go all in Asgard, they still need to connect it to the Avengers. I guess. So you gotta have you gotta have Samuel Samuel Jackson. (laughs) They just don't at all. He just wanders in. He just wanders in around Asgard. Hey, Thor! Go with Rod and me? Well, I mean, uh, Nick Fury's going to be in Thor, so you're going to have Samuel Jackson. Is he in Thor as well? Yeah, yeah, oh, Samuel okay. Jackson is in all of them. Dude, he signed a how many... Multiple, Twelve movies. Twelve movie deal? <laughs> you know he's going to be... Get these motherfucking gods out of this motherfucking uh, Speaking of awesome, uh, the, wine, the Weinstein Company... Um, has uh, it's uh, who would uh, they, they've let go of a machete? Oh, really? They let it go. Yeah, they say that it's terrible. But they're like hemorrhaging money and being shut down, and they're not. I mean, because the Weinstein Company is all the Weinstein brothers have now, since Miramax is no longer theirs, or Miramax is gone, right? <laughs> uh, no, I don't. I don't think Miramax is gone. It's just not theirs anymore. It's just not theirs anymore. They built yeah. it. Yeah. Now, now, now they now they have their own thing, the, the, the Weinstein Company. Yeah. But it's like but the Weinstein Company doesn't have that only half. But they the had a, they had a first look option deal with with the movie. I mean, like ever uh, after having done Grindhouse and everything, uh-huh. and they dropped it. They, uh, apparently, like they say that um, you know they, they just said that they just didn't like what they saw. Right. Apparently, that was like the rumor that got out, um, and Fox has picked it up. Oh, brilliant! Fox has picked it up. <laughs> Friends of the show. <laughs> 20th Century Fox has uh, ended up uh, getting the movie for $9 million up front. A big back-end gross participation for Rodriguez and guaranteeing a wide release. Yeah. No, what, what it got for me for the Miramax thing was that Neil Gaiman's great, Graveyard Book, I think we mentioned, was being made into a movie a while ago. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's complete... And um, Neil Jordan was attached to direct. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fallen apart at uh, Miramax. Uh, Neil Gaiman told the Los Angeles Times, it was all put together over Miramax films. The people there had a long, great relationship with Neil Jordan. It was all set up and ready to go. And then Miramax were more or less erased from existence. So the name remains, but I don't think any of the company remains there as it was under the Weinsteins or under everything else. So all the people who were behind the big deals that Miramax made are gone by the sense things. Mm-hmm. Or I'm just talking out of my ass. No, you're not talking out of <laughs> so at the moment they're just like they're putting a new deal on the table but they've no idea new studio distributor but no one's names are set for anything mm-hmm. but um, I haven't read the graveyard book but I mean Caroline's been a good movie I think I think we can do with a little bit of time in between Neil Gaiman movies oh yeah I mean he has to produce more stuff as well to write some more fucking comics is what he needs to do. Mm. Speaking of people who have got like loads of time on their hands, uh, Guillermo del Toro. We're going to hear a lot of news in the next while about everything he's doing because yep. it wasn't. It was bad enough when he was confirmed doing the Hobbit and all this other crap. Yep. Now he's not going to be in the Hobbit till it's not going to be theaters till late 2012. They had been trying, I think, to keep to the 2011 date. Mm-hmm. So as a result, I'm sure he's got time to squeeze in another oh I don't know 12 movies between now and then. Cool. On top of the 47, he's already attached to. He's, you know, I, I want to see his fucking Jekyll and Hyde movie. Was he doing Jekyll and Hyde? Yeah, Frank- yeah. And Frankenstein as well? And he was, Frankenstein was also on the cards as well, but I think Jekyll and Hyde was... Uh, was before it I, thought, I thought Frankenstein was the bigger one for him. But apparently uh, it's been delayed because of issues with MGM's restructuring because they have a chunk of it. Yep. So yep. Um, 
They're restructuring, which means they're fucking bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's been on the cards for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this is also affecting James Bond, which I don't think there's been any confirmation on what's going on with James Bond from this either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was some talk about Sam Mendes for a while, but we haven't heard anything else yeah, since yeah. then. The whole thing's on hold until Mendes gets more money. Well, that kind of sucks because I was kind of looking forward to that. Another Bond? Or no, no, the Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. I'm not too crazy. I, I could care less, really, about another Bond movie. But I think they're they, all the same. I think they have said they're all the next same. one's not going to be following. I was trying to think one. about all the Bond movies, and, and I was getting confused with all of them. They're all the fucking same. No, they're not all fucking same. You can. Everyone always remembers Moonraker first, because that's the easy one to remember, because that was in space. Yeah. And then you got Arthur No, because it's the first one. Yeah. yeah. And then you got Goldmark, because it's the first... No, not, maybe you wouldn't jump to Goldmark instantly. Yeah. And there's the one with the underwater platform, and never, and you can, it's very hard to remember the name of that one. The under, yeah, it's, I, I can't fucking remember. Spy Love Me. Spy Love Me. I played this game. <laughs> I've been down this road before. I know where that road leads, Neil. You know, which is the one where? Um, okay, I, I know that to like uh, for your eyes only is the one where the poster and the foreground. That's where they're driving the two CV. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and, uh, and there's a ballet dancer. It's a ballet and, dancer. And there's an assault on a uh, up a ladder. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the po- and, and there's a guy. There's a, there's a chick with a crossbow. Yeah, and, yeah. and the poster is uh, that chick with the crossbow in the foreground is. Like, I have no idea what like, happens like about her, her asses in the foreground. I have no idea what that, who the bad guy is in that one. The, oh, oh, it's the it's the the, the, the the machine that will decode things. Something. And then at the end of it, Bond throws it so the Russians can't get it and the West can't get it. It's all like ah, the top something. And that's how peace was was formed between something like the USSR that. and the rest of the world. You know, Bond did it by breaking a shitty cassette player and on uh, the rock. and Ro- and the one with Rowan Atkinson is Never Say Never Again, right? With Kim Basinger, that that was Never Say Never Again, right? Yeah, that's not an official <laughs> Bond movie, right? That's the that's the unofficial one. That's the unofficial. That's Thunderball two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the guy who has the rights to Thunderball just keeps remaking it over and over and over again because he he wrote a bit of the script so he's allowed to do, like use the characters. But he can't use them in anything else other other than the plot from Thunderball. <laughs> <laughs> so he just keeps making it. He's like, oh, back to Jamaica. Uh, and it's uh, from Russia with Love, the one where Sean Connery is like at the beginning of the movie. He's with that Asian chick, and he's like, you know, like says that line. It's like, why does the Chinese girls taste different from all the girls? That could be that one. Uh, that's <laughs> that the one with um, that's the one with the uh, Robert Shaw. Like, why do I sound the shame? And they're on the train, and he's like, yeah. And then he figures out the bad guy's a bad guy because he, he has red wine with the chicken. <laughs> never had red wine with chicken. Oh, it's the fish. He has it with the fish. It's like, ah, you're not an Englishman. <laughs> Seriously, you remember that? Yeah, I remember That's that. what it is. He spots him because he has red wine with... Maybe he just fell with red wine. You just killed another MI6 guy because he had red wine with fish. <laughs> oh, fuck, I remember that. Yeah, exactly. It was Robert Shaw. You know, it's fucking that guy from Jaws. Uh, but yeah, that's again. I think that's after a box. That's the one with the that's a club with the foot in it, the shoe thing. Oh god! Uh, movie reviews. <laughs> We've no email this week, so if you want to email us in, email us at. Well, just before we get onto movie reviews, oh, come um, on. What? I just want to go through the the, uh, the Screen Actors Guilds, just the results of the Screen Actors Guilds Awards. Really? Are you yeah. not going to do Golden Globes? No. Maybe last year's Oscars. No, no. Raspberries? No. <laughs> I mean, outstanding performance by a male actor in a leading role. The role went to Jeff Bridges, which I'm happy about. It's about time. But it's crazy. It's crazy hard a good movie. Have you seen reviews of it? I have. I mean, I haven't. I have seen some reviews of it, and uh, even the re- even the reviews that say that the movie ain't great, they all say that he's awesome. Because the trailer looks like dog shit. The trailer looks like the wrestler, but for country music. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm I'm just happy to see Jeff Bridges finally get some recognition. Uh huh. 
Uh, outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role went to Sandra Bullock for The Blind Side. I don't know if I can watch that movie. My universe might fall apart. I don't. I don't. I can't. I can't. I don't think at this point now it's too late. I can't see Sandra Bullock acting. It just would. Yeah. My world would crumble. I, I just don't know. Yeah. It. Right now, apparently, like it's uh, you know it's it's between her and Meryl Streep from Julia and Julia, and I don't know. I just have no interest in watching Meryl Streep put her face up a chicken's ass. <laughs> Outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role. It went to Christoph Waltz for Inglorious Bastards. Very what? well deserved. Supporting actor Christoph Waltz Inglorious Inglorious Inglor- Bastards. Oh, winner. Oh, okay. Sorry. Are these are the votes underneath from Rotten. <laughs> 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 Your number one source of movie news. <laughs> Outstanding performance by a female actor in a supporting role. It went to Monique from Precious. I've seen. I've heard a lot about this movie. I really yeah. want to see it. Uh, but at the same time, I don't want to see it because fucking Mariah Carey's in it. Oh really? Fuck her. Fuck her. Fuck her. Fuck you. Fuck glitter. Outstanding performance by a cast in a motion picture. Inglorious Bastards. Awesome. Uh, that movie in Education. I want to see that. I've heard an awful lot of good things about that. It's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Education is supposed to be very good. Yeah. And uh, she's the. Um, the female lead in the sequel to Wall Street, Carrie Mulligan. Oh yeah, because I always presume it's Anna Friel from that picture. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, did you see? Like, I think it was uh, Vanity Fair. They did a cover spread of uh, Wall Street. No, no. Uh, the you know Money Never Sleeps, the sequel with uh, Michael Douglas returning as Gordon Gecko. Money Never Sleeps is like Chuck Norris. It waits. I know, I know. <laughs> Invasion USA. <laughs> Missing action. Wall Street Three: The Money Roundhouse. <laughs> I know. Uh, do you know how the older I get, the more nostalgic I get for Chuck Norris movies? Did you really? Like, I just, I just, for some strange reason, out of the blue, I'll just be sitting, sitting at home on the couch, and, and you'll have to watch Delta Force, and I'll just think Chuck Norris. <laughs> I got What's Chuck Norris doing? <laughs> it's like for, for I should a, call him up. I haven't met him. I haven't seen him in ages. For a brief, for a brief Where's moment, in, for a split second in time, I am genuinely concerned about his well-being. Yeah, and I want to watch a movie because I feel that'll make him. feel He's okay. doing well. He's doing well. He's all right. You know. You think? You know what? He was in. Um, he was in um, Chuck Norris says yes uh, what's it um, Dodgeball oh yeah that's right he was in Dodgeball <laughs> Chuck Norris and uh, in, in, finally in Chuck Norris news um, it also was revealed this week I think or maybe this might have been a while ago I just saw it this week that uh, there was an interview with someone who works at Facebook mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and apparently Facebook employees can still get into every aspect of your profile and see everything you've ever done uh-huh. they just need to have a good reason because it's all stored in a database you don't know what that is it's like a big base for data and um, apparently the master password to get access to everything within Facebook mm-hmm. it used to be they changed it since but it used to be mm-hmm. Chuck Norris <laughs> which okay. is awesome alright reviews alright oh, well emails if you want to email us in the email address is uh, podcast at mcyappenfries.com that's podcast at mcyappenfries.com podcast at mcyappenfries.com <laughs> podcast at mcyappenfries.com I get the last word! <laughs> just once! Just once! Okay. Okay. Alright. So this week, Gavin, what are you reviewing? I'm gonna be <laughs> I'm gonna be reviewing Up in the Air. Mm-hmm. Uh, Up in the Air is a new film by uh, Jason Reitman, father of Ivan Reitman. For those of you who don't know, Ivan Reitman was the director of uh, Ghostbusters, uh, Ghostbusters 2, um, uh, National Lampoons. Allegedly Apple. Ghostbusters 3. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, yeah. yeah. Uh, he also directed Dave, the movie with um, Kevin Kla- I was I, I nearly said National Lampoon's Animal House, but that wasn't directed by him. That was directed yeah. by John Lance. But it was produced by him, so I was, I was, <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't that far off. Um, and uh, Ivan Reitman also produced Private Parts. 
Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, That's the, a movie I haven't seen in a long time. I haven't seen that movie since it came out. Yeah. Actually, and it was funny as fuck. Right? It's like, I mean, I always remember that movie being the first time I saw Pig, uh, uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah, Pig Vomit. Yeah, that was my, that was my, that <laughs> yeah, was my first, Pig Vomit. That was my first time ever seeing Paul Giamatti. And, and, and like, just, and from that movie, I was just like, this guy's funny as fuck. Yeah, yeah, he's good in that. <laughs> he's awesome in that movie. Or just Howard Stern playing you himself as a child. You are fucking Antichrist! <laughs> <laughs> You goddamn motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that, that quaver in the voice. <laughs> you goddamn motherfucker. Uh, if, you are, if you are a Paul Giamatti fan and you haven't seen any of these movies, you must go and see them. You must see Shoot 'em Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's is awesome. this guy this corner or are you? We just this back. That is an awesome Paul Giamatti. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> uh, And you must see American Splendor. Um, I still have your copy over there somewhere. Are you just hard- no, no, you don't because it's in my house. Oh, you took it back. Yeah, I took it back. I got tired of it. I, I wanted to see it again. George Emily? Uh, no. <laughs> Fuck that movie. I will watch it. I will watch you better. it. Better. I am in a better place. Okay. I am in a better emotional place. Next time you're gonna watch Reservoir Dogs again, just put on Emily instead. Oh, we need the same high. Dude, I need. <laughs> I need to be. I need to. I need to be in the mood to eat French fries. Can you imagine how much of a mood I need to be in to watch a French movie? It's gonna be good. It'll be fine. So up in the air, yeah. <laughs> up in the air, yes. Um, this movie's been, get, it's been getting. Paul, you it? No. Oh, no. Lost interest. Yeah. So Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> I'm gonna review American Splendor. <laughs> uh, actually, this movie has been getting. Um, when this movie would premiered on the festival circuit, it was getting a lot of buzz, and for a long time, it was seen as the movie to beat. Yeah, yeah, um, it's got a lot of Oscar heat. Yeah, it had a lot of Oscar heat, and recently at the Golden Globes, it was also it also had more nominations than any movie at the Golden Globes, but in the end, only won one award, which was for best adapted screenplay. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the what's it about? The the movie is about okay. Um, George Clooney plays this guy called uh, Ryan Bingham, and. He is essentially someone who spends just like about a month out of the year mm-hmm. at home, um, and he and he spends the rest of the time in the air. He's always uh, flying from state to state, all around the country. Um, and what basically what he is is that he is someone that's like when, especially in this economic times, like when you want to let people go but you don't have the balls to do it yourself. Uh, he's the guy that goes in and fires these people for you. He's the closer. Yeah. And uh, that is essentially his job, is that he is basically just goes around firing people. And he spends, he, he has basically very little connection with other people, uh, spends all of his time in the air and has become very isolated and has grown to, and has grown very addicted to that way of life. And has no intention whatsoever of, of, stopping. of ever stopping and as a result he yeah he's very isolated he has no real connection with anybody outside he's sort of um, um, estranged from his family mm-hmm. and that's that's essentially it he's sort of like this this guy who's just sort of floating around mm-hmm. and the whole the whole film okay and when he's not doing that he also gives talks you know he gives talks about uh, you know like I, I think the teaser trailer for this movie uh, the whole t- the whole teaser trailer was one of his speeches, like a seminar. Yeah, his seminars where he's like talking to people about you know like that whole thing about the back about the backpack. Did you ever see that that teaser trailer uh, where he talks? Part of uh, how he uh, gives his uh, seminars is that it's like if you think of your life as a backpack, you know, and it's like okay, now first start loading start loading the backpack full of your shit, but start with the stuff that doesn't you know like the, the little things, mm-hmm. you know, like you know like your your folder or whatever. And then start with the big things, you know, your car, your house. You know, and 
and then and then finally like start and then finally with your with your people your relationships the people mm-hmm. and and then basically like uh, saying to them that your relationships are the heaviest equation that you will ever have in in your life mm-hmm. and basically like just sort of getting them on board with what what is necessary to fire someone is that you have to understand what this person's going to go through when you do it and uh, that's part. That's the hardest part to understand what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, it's th- that's sort of the interesting thing about the film. I mean, I like the film very much. I don't think it deserves all of the praise. Yeah. It's like if I saw this movie uh, at, at the festival, I would think, yeah, good movie. I wouldn't think awards front run. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, very much the same way that I felt about the other movie that Jason Reitman directed, Juno, which was seen as, which was sort of hailed as this like great classic new movie. Mm. Uh, I didn't feel that way about it. You know, I thought it was a, I thought it was a. You know, a, a, a good quirky little film. Yeah. It was a nice quirky little independent movie, and I enjoyed it. But I didn't think it was an Oscar frontrunner. You know, so he and this movie's done in a very similar style. It's very so. It's very. It's very low key. Mm-hmm. It's very breezy. You know, I mean, like even though you're, it has a lot of depth and you do buy into the characters, the tone of it is kept quite consistently light. You, I never really felt that there was any real sort of drama going on. You know, because uh, like part of what. Um, Okay, I'll just talk about some of the other characters in the film. Um, Vera uh, Farmiga, who um, she was the mother in Orphan, she plays this uh, chick um, Alex, who he who is a, basically a female version of him, and they have a very sort of nice sort of uh, uh, chemistry and a relationship that they share. You know, like uh, in ho- in various hotels or like when they're sort of they're fuck buddies. Yeah, they're basically fuck buddies. And another another chick is uh, Anna Kendrick, mm-hmm. who um, I am uh, not too familiar with her, but uh, she was in the movie Camp that I saw that was quite good. Uh, she's also in the Twilight Twilight movies. I don't know who she plays in that, and she's also uh, Scott Pilgrim's sister in the upcoming uh, Scott, oh, okay. Scott, Scott Pilgrim movie. Um, and she's now dating Edgar Wright. Ah, oh, Edgar got his game back. And flying katana, and she plays uh, Natalie, and she's this fresh out of business school. Uh, chick who comes into uh, George Clooney's company and comes up with this, basically says, you know, like uh, you're, we're spending all of this money flying all of you fuckers around. You know what? We're not going to spend this money anymore. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna fire people online. <laughs> we're gonna fire people through via Skype, basically. And she comes up with this this whole thing in which you know you you, you take script. you take them into an enclosed uh, uh, to a private room. And then they will speak to this TV screen, and it'll be you, and you will have a script with all of the possible things that they might say back. And and as a result, George Clooney's character will be grounded. Yeah. So this scares the fuck out of George Clooney's character, and so he basically um, puts her on the spot and says, "Okay, you think you know how to do this? Fire me." Uh-huh. And she tries to fire him, and he just mops the floor with him. So he's like, "I've, I've got to take you on the road, uh, like, in, in, like uh, on the road with me, and show you how it's done. Uh-huh. You have to understand the human aspect of this shit." Does she look like Amy Adams? A little bit, yes. Yeah, because I think that's what I thought it was for the trailer. So yes. a while ago. A little bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. Same hair color, and you know, like uh, Amy Adams is cuter though. Oh, okay. way cuter. <laughs> She's got that whole like you know Disney in the flesh type of look. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm gonna slap her about a bit. You know, <laughs> give, give her a lolly, give her a lollipop. <laughs> Grape. <laughs> Disney princesses means a whole different thing to you, doesn't it? Yeah. Daddy's coming home, Nancy. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But, but anyway, and uh, Jason Bateman plays um, George Clooney's boss. Oh, cool. And um, Zach Galifianakis. Oh, really? Plays one of the guys that gets fired. Uh, what's he like? He's funny. Yeah. And the thing is, is that he's not trying to be funny. 
his character is actually quite serious. The way he reacts and everything is quite serious. But I was laughing the whole time. Just because it's that Because he still has his fucking hangover beard. <laughs> He's got to shave his beard. Every time I see him now, I see the retard from the hangover. And I, just, I see Every time I look at him, I imagine Mike Tyson punching him. And I just start or laughing. Or advancing a baby off a door. Oh, whoops. Or when he's like simulating a baby jerking off. <laughs> you know, he's like moving that baby's hand up and up. Hey, look. <laughs> but the funniest part of Hangover is just when Mike Tyson knocks him out, it just it cracks me the fuck up. But yeah, so, and J.K. Simmons is in it. Oh, nice. And, you know, and uh, he's, he's always good. That's when they from Juno was like that. I saw Juno was like, just on the TV in the background. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's J.K. He's awesome. No, I mean, like, this movie's got an awesome cast. I mean, uh, Sam Elliott turns up. Oh. Fucking, uh, Mel- is he in Los Angeles? <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Melanie Linsky turns up. Uh, she plays George. Pl- Melanie Linsky. She's the uh, the chick who wasn't Kate Winslet in Heavenly Creatures. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I know that chick. Yeah, I like her. She was also in Shattered Glass, and uh, she also had a cameo role in The Frighteners. Oh, I mean, she's been in other stuff. She was yeah, like, yeah. like Two and a Half Men. I mean, she's you know, she's uh, worked consistently since then. <laughs> you watch a lot of Two and a Half Men. I watch a lot of. Mel- <laughs> I, I, I watch a lot of Melanie Linsky. <laughs> I like Melanie Linsky. She's my favorite Kiwi. None <laughs> um, that whale rider bitch is no longer in the picture. And <laughs> fashion chops. Diddly-dee, potatoes. No, for the... <laughs> Too old to make the training. Too old to make the training. Um... But yeah, so this um, is what happens when we do it at dark after sundown. <laughs> no, but I mean, like it's it, the movie's got a great cast. It is beautifully acted. Mm. I mean, this is a very good George Clooney performance. It's, it's a very good George Clooney performance. But having said that, it's a performance you've seen him do before. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know, I know. The Maybe re- when I see him in new things, I've seen. I, 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 I mean, I, I've, I've read reviews that say that this is sort of like the role of his career, uh-huh. and I don't agree. No, I don't agree. I mean, uh, I still think Out of Sight was the role of his career. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he does the tight, tight, tight thing at the beginning. In the, the best frame. acting ever. Freeze frame. He does awesome freeze frame acting. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I still think that the best roles George Clooney has had is Out of Sight and Oh Brother, We're Out, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, nothing he's done has... No. You know, even his... Nothing is tough. We're in a tight spot. <laughs> I'm a Dapper Dan man. Dapper Dan man. Damn. We're in a real tight spot. We're in a tight spot. You know, even his Oscar win for Syriana, I would say, is before those two. Yeah. But, um... The, the, what this I mean it is a very good film I mean it does it does go to a lot of uh, I'm not going to talk too much more about the plot because that's really all you need to know uh-huh. um, but it does have a lot of depth uh-huh. um, <laughs> I mean the movie does have a lot of depth and it's very well acted the uh, the characters are very well developed even some of the smaller ones I mean because uh, Danny, Danny McBride turns up as uh, the guy who's going to be uh, the, the guy who's going to be marrying uh, George Clooney's sister Mel- Melanie Linsky mm-hmm. and uh, it's a very different role for Danny McBride Danny McBride he was the explosive expert in uh, Tropic Thunder he's the security guard in Final Boys That's, uh, he was um, uh, he was uh, the, is he the, the pot dealer he's not in home he no was, Thomas Jane is home yeah Thomas Jane is home and uh, he was also like a uh, he's got something, some show about HBO that's doing awesome. He was uh, Seth Rogen's friend in uh, the Pineapple Express. He also was the lead in the Fist Footway. <laughs> I forgot he was in Pineapple Express. He gets his hand put through the wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he is usually a very sort of like big, sort of comic actor. Yeah. Um, but in, it's a, this is a much more low key role for him. That's another thing that's nice about this uh, this movie is that you got a lot of uh, comedy actors playing against type. Playing straight men. Yeah, playing straight men, and they play it very well. Hmm. You know. Um, 
Uh, but the, my sort of issue with it is that is that like once it gets into the third act, mm-hmm. there are certain things that happen. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it because like, but there are certain like little Hollywood moments that happen towards the third act that just feel out of place. Mm. You know, it's like. Okay, I mean, like, I'll, like George Clooney, he's got this thing about giving seminars where he's like, you know, I'm used to doing these piece of shit things where you have people who don't give a fuck. But, you know, it's like when you get the chance to do Vegas, you know, like when you get the chance to do Vegas, that's like the big fucking, that's big fucking time, you know. Mm-hmm. And he gets the chance to do it. And when it happens, he does something that to me just does not make sense. Doesn't gel with the character. Doesn't gel with the character. Doesn't gel with the character at all. No. Uh, for me, you know, and, and you're supposed to buy into this thing that he's he's had this revelation and he's realized something. And I'm like, dude, even if that's true, you won't do that. Mm. You won't do that. You know, there's a time and place. Yeah. And you know, it just doesn't feel it just doesn't feel right with the character. It's and too so, much of a road to and so there were certain, moments. Yeah, so there were certain things that happened in the third act that kinda lost me a little bit. I didn't mind it because it is a good film, but again, it's because of all the buzz yeah. and everything that you've heard about it. Don't believe just, the hype. I mean it's I mean, like, Empire gave it five stars. Really? Yeah, gave it five stars. Empire doesn't give five stars to these kinds of movies often. Mm. You know, so it's like, it obviously has struck a nerve. And the thing is that they have been saying that it's a very topical movie, and it is, but having said that, the movie has been in development hell for like six, seven years, before <laughs> before the economy went to shit. It was from the last recession. Yeah, so it's not, so you can't, like, uh, um, sort of, like, accuse, accuse people of cashing in. Yeah. You know, because, you know, uh, this movie has been trying to get made way before things went to shit. Uh, it just so happens that now it's become you know it's, it's very become topical. It's become I mean, very yeah, topical, yeah. and that's probably one of the reasons why it's affected people so much. Because mm. you know, like a whole bunch of fired people have gone to see it and go, "That's me," you know, or something. I don't know, but it didn't hit me that way. I did you see know, a Facebook because I'm gainfully employed. I did see a Facebook <laughs> comment today from a friend of mine who does fly a lot. I used to fly a lot with him around mm. work and shit. And he's like, "Oh, it's, it's, he really saw himself in it," and I feel sorry for him. Really? Yeah. But I mean, like I do that. It, the one thing about this movie that I did really like is that. It captures sort of um, airport life quite nicely. Living in a plane mm. and, all, and all, it manages to like uh, sort of because all of the things that you and I would probably hate about um, airports uh-huh. and traveling, this guy loves it. Oh. So he looks at it in a very different way. And going through security. Of, yeah, yeah. Even that. They even find a way to make that entertaining and cinematic. Hmm. You know, and it's like, and you know, it's just kind of funny. Like his the, his sort of things that he's picked up over all the years of travel. It's like always line up behind Asians. <laughs> Always line up they're ready. They, because you know they travel light. They're good to go, and they travel a lot, so they know the, they know the drill. Never they've, line up behind old people. They've got their shoes off by the you know, you know they're, they're all ready to go. You know, especially the Japanese. What are you eating Whoa! Your food is coming right off. <laughs> yes, very funny. Make a special wonton soup for him. <laughs> I crossed the line. You did, all right. But yes, I mean, I would, rec- I, I would recommend this movie uh, very much. I mean, I mean, it, it is, it is, a, it is a good movie. It's a very good movie. I just don't think it's. Isn't it? I mean, it's one of these things. It's going to be one of these awards movies that you should see before the awards, or is it like it's just a good movie? Like, if it's, I, I, I mean, is I would, it kind of like a lost translation kind of thing? No, not even. It's, not even. It's, no? it, I mean, I got that kind of idea from it. No, I mean, like, uh, okay, it, it may have certain similarities in the sense that it's about people. It's about you know, it's about people like a guy find, finding himself and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But in terms of tone, nah. I mean, okay, uh, this is way more comedy than than drama. Oh, okay, cool. You know, I mean, even in the dramatic moments, there's always some snappy dialogue going on, or there, you know. So it is a comedy. I would call it a comedy. Oh, okay, but I mean, but but again, it's a very low key comedy. 
It's not like a laugh out loud, you know, it's not like the, it's hangover. Not the hangover. It's not the hangover, you know, it's yeah. not Zombieland. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, it does have some good laughs in there. I mean, it's, you know, the, it's the observations. You know, it's the, it's, the, it's the observations of human behavior that, yeah. that kind of cracks you up. It's like a film and version of stand-up. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but, and also, I mean, and also, and George Clooney is, you know, he's very good in it. He's always good. You know, he's always fun to watch. And, you know, and now, you know, that thing about the George Clooney, and he narrates most of the movie. Mm-hmm. And I like George Clooney vo- voiceover. I mean, he's, he, he's got a voice for voiceovers. <laughs> he's a good, yeah, I man, I, I like him a lot. I think that aside, he's a genius. But yep, that's that's I'd say that's my review. So worth going to see. It's it's worth going to see, but it, it ain't it ain't an Oscar front runner in my no. opinion. No. But then, again, but, the but then bag. again, but then again, so few movies are. I mean, so few movies that get nominated for Oscars, in my opinion, are worthy movies, yeah, worthy yeah. of getting them. Well, the panel, I mean, like Cameron's earned his dues, right? And he's done his years fucking at the bottom of the Mariana's trench so he's already got sauna but you know I mean like uh, like they gave like Golden Globes they gave him the best director award I was actually pissed yeah I, I don't think he deserved that no, no I mean I'm not just, I mean again and I love Avatar but I'm saying it's like when you look at the other movies that have been made I, I don't think he should have got it he should have given it to someone else I mean I, I mean, I, I don't Technically, know. Technically, it could have got awarded, but not for the actual yeah, best Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, give it the award for best special effects. Give it sound sound effects editing. Give it all that it's shit. It's a technical movie. It's, not a, it's, it's an movie. amazing technical achievement. But as a piece of storytelling, I think there were better films. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, this is a bit late, but finally we got to see... I got to see... Go see Sherlock Holmes. Uh-huh. Before it shut the fuck down in the cinemas. Does, uh, does Holmes say, it's elementary, you can't? No. <laughs> No, he doesn't. But there is a lot of Guy Ritchie in this movie. But oh my God, Guy Ritchie can actually direct movies. He just that are more than just guys walking around a field saying the Germans are coming, mm-hmm. or you know, he does still have the biggest tick from this movie that no, you that signpost this as a Guy Ritchie movie is the slow mo. There is a lot like Holmes treats yeah. his fighting like he treats his deducing. Uh-huh. He takes a quick look and he's like, ah, favoring this right here, deficit in the left, weakness in the left. Uh, favoring left leg and limp obviously the uh, damage there and you know uh, Bruce Roos from the way he's holding himself and then it's like he plays forward in his mind how he's going to hit the guy mm-hmm. in slow-mo mm-hmm. and then what I couldn't figure out was whether they were using the same footage twice because they might have got like a good bit of mileage out of that but he does do the exact same thing and it works every time mm-hmm. like, but he has to be stone cold for that if he's like if he's concerned with something else he won't be able to do it mm-hmm. so you get a whole cool little scenes like that but the slow-mo stuff is like flesh rippling from the impact of a, of a punch to the face and jaws like splintering off and stuff like that and that is awesome the slow-mo stuff it's very like the the scene in Snatch where um, Brad, Pitt, Brad Pitt gets yeah. knocked underwater yeah yeah, yeah 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 and it is cool it does and it doesn't wear out its welcome but that signpost is a Guy Ritchie movie the rest of it he can direct dialogue and re- for those of you who don't know who Sherlock Holmes is well, you're a fucking retard how did you figure out how the internet works go back under your rock but uh, how did you find us fuck you Stuart Townsend <laughs> you're six hours late uh, six hours oh and by the way you're also fired <laughs> you're fired from the internet go but, home and cry with your master replica of Aragon's sword <laughs> and Shirley's terror and Shirley's oh, terror snap but um Ooh, sick burn yeah sick burn but uh, it's Holmes and Watson uh, and it really Interesting. It's not an origin story. Excellent. Which is a very interesting way. I was going in there, going, "What the fuck is going on here?" Because it literally starts at the end of a case, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like you know, it's Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law, so you know they're Holmes and Watson. It's on the poster, for God's sake. If you've gone in there, you don't know that. That's fine. Not, but they literally at the end of the case, and you're left a little, true me a little. 
Mm-hmm. And it's the end of the case, and they catch it by guy, and it's all wrapped up and stuff like that. But you That's get awesome. to see. I would love that. Yeah, it's just it, 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 it's already there. They've already been doing this for a while. Excellent. Um, guy Ritchie's obviously just as sick and tired of original. Yeah, movies. yeah, good. And good. Uh, and and home, you know Watson's beginning to move out because he's got himself a lady like, and mm-hmm. he does. He's sick and tired of being Holmes' bitch and taking care of him because mm-hmm. in between cases he is a fucking pain in the ass. And what I understand is that this is pretty much a romance between those two. It's a bromance, it's dude. A, it's a bromance. It's role models. <laughs> In the 1800s. I love you, man. And it is, it is very much that. And like, I have to say, like, I re- I really like Jude Law in this. I mean, he can be a tough that's, spot. That's what I've heard is that Jude Law is very good in this. He is. I mean, he it just it, he's he's given he's the you know the more toned down character. Robert Robert Downey Jr. is chewing on the fucking scenery, especially his accent. One of the things that caught me about this movie is the accent because it's like you see Robert you see Robert Downey Jr. He's talking away. You're thinking, yeah, yeah. Okay, he's managed to pull off the accent well, and then Jude Law walks in and he says something. He goes, "Oh no, wait, that's an English accent." <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? And there is times when it wanders badly. Mm-hmm. It does wander a good bit. He's he's pulling off a Sam Worthington there. He's like, "Mate," <laughs> you know, he's slipping back into his mother tongue. But he does manage it pretty okay. So from all the trailers and things you've seen, Mark Strong is the Mark Strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mark Strong. Yeah, not Rob Strong. He's, he's Deco. Huh? Mark Strong. Yeah. Mark Strong. So. Again, it does throw you, and that he's you know he's the villain from the beginning, and he's caught, and you're like, what? All right, and it's like, shit, what? So who does he continue to be the villain? I won't say much, but it does go in interesting directions. Then that, that's one of the things about this is like that the relationship between the two of them, and there's also other conflicts between what you think the story is going to be that kept me interested throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, people I went to see it with thought it lagged a little bit coming up to the third act, but I was like, holy shit, this is actually. Because there's an element of the supernatural is introduced, mm-hmm. and the conflict that comes in there is like, are they going to go full indie on this? Is this rational homes versus the powers of darkness, or is it not? And I won't spoil it to say which way it goes, but that is a, a very much a part of the movie. And that does actually, it work? I think that conflict works very, very well, it works and well. it does very much land on one side of that design. Would, would you say that, like, because one of the complaints that I've, one of the, the the things that I've heard about this movie is that. You will enjoy this movie so long as you don't mind Sherlock Holmes being reinvented as an action hero. Is that a fair assumption? Is that a fair assumption? It's not so much that. I think you can take it as an easy extension because, like, he is, you know, he, he doesn't see, he sees no reason to go outside of his house. There's a very cool scene where Watson is like, oh, come on, fuck's sake, get out of the house. You know, what are you doing? What are you doing? You know, because his room's a mess and he's like, the lights are off. They don't go so far to say he's an opium addict, which I think has come into Holmes' lore at certain points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that he's, uh, in, he, likes, he likes opium, he likes cocaine. It's like, yeah, <laughs> he gets into, when he's between cases, he yeah, yeah, is yeah. a fucking mess. Yeah, and yeah. like, he's coming up with new technologies and he's, he's trying to work in a silencer, but it's not working. It's like, bang! <laughs> it's like, you know, that'd, what be, you that'd be kind of interesting because he, he tried to make a silencer in uh, Scanner Darkly as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Robert Downey Jr. tried to make a scanner darkly. Uh, made to try. Tried to make a. a made to try. Uh, made to try a scanner in. in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he, there has that aspect to it, and it's also you know the reading the reading through letters, and it's like oh uh, this woman has written you. She's like a you know she doesn't know what the, the necklace is. It's like it's uh, the scullery meter. Uh, you know he's able to say instantly he knows what's going on. Those things he needs a challenge. Mm-hmm. So part of that, it's an extension of that, is that he goes out and he challenges himself physically. Like you know there is a lot of scenes with a lot of Irish music playing where he's actually fighting in a pit because that's you know it, it's it's a, again it's a, another addiction for him you know and it's like the fight is just messy until it gets to the point where he sees again Rachel McAdams yes Rachel, Rachel McAdams Rachel McAdams again is introduced to the character he's known before and who's um, who's foiled his his uh, intelligence twice right so there's like untold back history there and I it's see. just nicely alluded to again you don't explain that at all 
It's just that they've crossed paths before and shit happened. And Which like, is nice, actually. I mean, it I, is, I, it's really I, I nice. Like, I like that because, I mean, it shows that you have some faith in your audience. Is that, you know, is that you're, you, you know who the fuck Sherlock Holmes is. Yeah, you know. You, you ha- he sees this chick and he does something and that indicates he's interested. Hmm. And, uh, you know, he brings it together and does the whole slow mo. I'm going to win this fucking future. Like, it's a time travel thingy. Hmm. And uh, he kicks the shit out of the guy. But he's wiry, you know, he's not yeah, yeah, huge. Yeah. And, like, there is. <coughs> there's a. Uh, the guy's name uh, there's this French guy unfortunately I was caught between the Malay subtitles what was going on on screen and trying to find the English subtitles because there is a guy who speaks in French right right and um, oh what is his name Dredger Robert Maillet he's this he's fucking the, the new Andre the Giant uh huh or as, as, as uh, Jude Law and himself and Robert Downey Jr. call him when he turns up with two other smaller thugs there's like a meat and two veg <laughs> meat. and it's like meat or two veg and it's like meat so he goes for the meat and, and Watson takes on the other two he takes on the two veg Watson is a very able handed fighting man so he's an old soldier yeah yeah. he's a military man and mm-hmm. uh, that's a very it plays into a very coolie as well mm-hmm. um, and this guy uh, Melia, uh, Robert Melia he plays Dredger and um, there is a whole thing like even with like any action hero you know Danny Jr. can't beat him on his own. He's got to mm. use his wits as well. This mm. guy's fucking huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's some really nice fighting set pieces. The ending gets a bit muddled. There's some parts of the ending I was like, maybe there might be cuts throughout. But um, it's a very light tone. It romps along. I've never felt that I was getting bored at any way point. Um, Mark Strong is pretty good pretty uh, good in it as the bad guy, uh, but his hairline looks weird. <laughs> I don't know what it is. He's got like a Hitler cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's just because he's usually bald or something in movies I've seen him in. Mm. And I don't think it's spoiling anything to say that it kind of Elude. sets, alludes to Moriarty yeah, 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 in a very nice way. And uh, Was that uh, rumoured cameo? Did it, was it true? There's no cameo. Okay. It's like you see hands. Okay. That's about it. All right. Because uh, there was a rumoured cameo about who might play him. Did you hear about this? No. Brad Pitt. There was supposed to be a rumor that Brad Pitt came out as Moriarty. That would have been interesting. <laughs> but, Ter- uh, terrible, but interesting. Interesting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, they've set that up for the later ones. You know what I mean? It's literally, it's, it is Batman Begins. You know, it, it, it sets it up to say, you know, there's this other guy, he's this, this calling card. I see, I see. Although, you know, a lot of, <laughs> coming out of this, thinking a lot of Holmes' deduction stuff is based upon the fact that people are messy bastards in that 1900s. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, he's, he has a bit of chalk on his jacket, he must be a professor. It's like, <laughs> what? Huh? It's like, if you have a shower and change your clothes, Holmes is fucked. <laughs> he's like, ah, I see that you smell of soap, you had a shower. Um, yeah, I wasn't telling you about what the rest of my life is, eh, Holmes? What do you think, <laughs> hey? mm-hmm. I'm covered in popcorn, I just came from the cinema. What can you tell? <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, I think it's a very, it's a, it's it's funny as well. The relationship between Holmes and like Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. works beautifully throughout. Awesome. And then there's there's a dog which is it's the perfect level of comedic effect. It's the amount you think like if only they used Jar Jar that much. The the dog has about thirty seconds of screen time for the whole movie, and for most of that he's passed out. <laughs> and that's just that's what comedy relief is it relieves the comedy a little bit but that's just it what have you done to, I can't even remember the dog's name but it's like you know what have you done to chill <laughs> so I highly recommend going to see it it's okay. a good bit of a romp good Saturday night evening flick alright catch you with a few mates I want to see this I've been wanting to see it anyway yeah <laughs> but he does do some nice deducing and uh, the plot doesn't call you know because like it's like if you talk about he's like the, the original bond mm-hmm. that um, you know the you know, there's that, that point halfway through a Bond. Or I think it's roughly three quarters, maybe seventy six percent through a Bond movie. Where you go, hang on a second. 
how did he go from fucking around in Vienna dressed as a clown to somewhere in space you know what I mean Yeah. that doesn't happen so much but there is some bits around the ending where I didn't think they made, quite made some sense could have been cuts here for it or not but I'm not sure but yeah catch it soon if you can right moving on to let's move on to the box office results in Malaysia so and uh, Malaysia at number 10 it's Kuti Kuti <laughs> Number nine, Case 39. This came out of nowhere. This is uh, this Kate is, Hudson or no, Renny uh, Zellweger? Renny Zellweger. This movie has been, uh, it was made like a, uh, like two or three years ago. It was, it's been, it's been uh, shelved for quite some time. Oh. Just only recently released. Number, Number eight, eight, Paranormal, Paranormal Activity. Activity. Gotta try and catch that. Number seven, Sherlock Holmes. Hang it in there. Number uh, six, Old Dogs, apparently, Malaysia. So, what the fuck? So apparently the movie that like has changed the way Disney thinks about making movies is still doing better than it's, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number, Number five... five Iriati Ura Uruvan. Number four. Tiger. Tiger. Woo! Number three. Avatar. It's even dropping here. That's pretty. Well, it's five weeks in release. Five weeks in number one. It just dropped in number two. But it's on everywhere. That's the reason why you have to see Sherlock Holmes now. Yeah. It's like it's kicking shit out of movies. Like the Parnassus is gone already. Yeah. Well, yeah. Panassas was never playing uh, a lot of a lot of shows anyway. Yeah, it opened like with like one or two screens a week. Yeah. Uh, uh, number, number two, the Spy Next Door. Jackie Chan. Yeah. This is supposed to be terrible. And uh, number one, Atnan Sumpit. In the U.S., box office top ten. Up in the air, number ten. Number nine, The Blind Side. A lot of heat. Number eight, Leap Year. Oh, Amy Adams, Did you do potatoes? Yeah, this is... <laughs> fuck, I'm going to have to stab someone for this. Did you do potatoes? Could be Amy Adams. Sorry, Amy, your time is up. She is too old. Too yeah. old to complete the training. It's, it's, it, no, it's, it's, it's too late to do the field again. <laughs> Number seven, it's complicated. It's not that complicated. Number six, the spy next door. No. Not my, not, he's not next to my door. No. Number five, Sherlock Holmes. I've heard Holmes. that that is atrocious. Yeah, it's atrocious. Yeah, Jackie Chan I, I mean, I haven't seen it, but I saw the trailer, and it was like, you know, jerking off with sandpaper. Oh. Number four, Elvin and the Chipmunks, the, the sequel. Number three, The Lovely Bones. Weeks on release. Oh. It was a uh, limited release for oh, quite a long time. Oh, okay. Uh, number two, The Book of Eli. This did have Avatar off the top spot for a little bit last week. Uh, for Friday. For Friday. Did Just, you hear much yeah. about the, have you heard much about the reviews of this? Um, it's been mixed. I mean, the, it's generally mixed reviews. Okay. Uh, number one, Avatar. And that's your US and Malaysian box office top ten. Um, next week we'll have our usual podcast. If you want to email us in any comments on our top ten last week, if you listen to the whole thing. Uh, our email address is podcast at mcgappenfries.com. Leave it there. Because <laughs> you're a douche. <laughs> you're a douche. And to sing you, leave you, sing you out this evening, we have um, the inimitable starlings of Biff from Back to the Future singing the question song. When I'm flying in a plane or I'm on the street, there's a lot of things people that I like to meet. They shake my hand and never ask my name, and they start asking questions that are always the same. Hey, what's Michael J. Fox like? He's nice. What's Michael J. Fox like? Nice guy. What's Michael J. Fox like? He's an alien. Stop asking me the question. I went to the bar mitzvah of my nephew Josh. Now I'm not Jewish, but I like to nosh. Put on my yarmulke, started to pray. When the rabbi leaned over and I heard him say, Hey, was that real manure? No, it wasn't. Was that real manure? No, was that real it's a movie. Stop asking me the question. Can we take your 
picture? Come on, look me. Would you call my friend a butthead on his answering machine? Hey, questions, questions, just fill my head. I went to my doctor, my doctor said, Hey, what does a key grip do? Set up lights. What does the best boy do? Help the key grip. What does a producer do? I don't know. Stop asking me the question. Do you all hang out together? No, we don't. How's Crispin Glover? Never talk to him. Back to the future for not happening. Stop asking me the question. Hey, who's the nicest famous guy you know? Adam Sandler. Who is the biggest jerk? Gary Busey. How much money do you make more than you do? So stop 